Welcome in to the OMR podcast. My name is Scott Peterson, digital marketing editor at OMR. Today, we have a really interesting show for you. I am joined by John Cherky, CEO and founder of Content Square, a French company whose product helps you maximize sales and conversions by tracking user behavior and tendencies to, quote, humanize digital interactions. Sounds nerdy, and it is. But it's also a fascinating peek under the hood, so to speak, at the motor driving e-commerce. And fresh off a recent 600 million US dollar injection of capital, John joined to discuss the impact of user experience on marketing and sales, to what extent Content Square employs AI at this moment, and why John's not worried one bit about a cookie-less future. All of that and more right now in the Omar podcast. Buzz. All right, I am pleased to be joined right now by CEO of Content Square, Jonathan Cherky. Jonathan, how are you doing? Welcome to the Omar podcast. Good to speak with you, Scott. All right, well, it has been quite the year for Content Square. Um, you've rolled out uh, a couple of key new features, including AI capabilities and a cookie-less solution. You've continued a company trend of mergers and acquisitions. It's been going on since 2019 by acquiring a couple new companies. Um, increased your global expansion plans, opening up a couple new offices. The workforce has nearly doubled to 1,500. And on top of all that, you locked up about 600 million in funding, um, the latest in a 12-month span that has seen the con seen Content Square acquire about 1.4 billion in backing and seen the company valuation double to 5.4 billion. That is an impressive 12-month span. Um, when you founded the company back in 2012, what was the reason behind it? What did you see in the market that made you want to see the need for Content Square? So first of all, we really enjoy the last 12 months, my dear uh, Scott, <laughs> even if we have a, a lot of uh, good stuff. Uh, but super happy to be with you today and to tell you more about our story. A fun fact for you to know is the Content Square is a company I should not develop. You shouldn't develop? My, uh, no, I should not develop this company, actually. My uh, my grandfather created 70 years ago an import-export dry vegetables company like beans. Uh -huh. My father is working with my grandfather. My brother is working with my father. So I should run the family business. You should be w running beans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on top of the fact that I was a beans lover, uh, I, I also love uh, maths and statistics. Uh-huh. And I began in a student project when I was at business school, in an incubator, actually, that transformed in a live project. Content Square is the only one company I have been working with. I've never worked anywhere. I saw that on your Content resume Square. on LinkedIn. Yeah. And that was it. So that's why every step, it's a very enjoyable step. And it's always something new to discover, to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope I will be there in the next 20 years because the world is changing. Even our industry is changing. When I look, how was the business 10 years ago? The focus to grow business online was acquisition. Make more people come to the website. At the time, you had like uh, Google, for example, for the search or Salesforce for CRM. Mm -hmm. But the cost of acquisition was a very, is, is very high currently. It costs a lot now to make people come to the website. The traffic is now on mobile, mm -hmm. 60, 70%. And the conversion rate online remains low. 
on 100 people coming into a physical store, mm -hmm. around 30 people are buying. On 100 people coming into a website, only three are buying. So the topic of improving the online experience is becoming more and more uh, strategic. And we, 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 we felt at the time that understanding what happened in the website was even more critical or was very strategic for uh, the brand. So that's how uh, Content Square was beginning by developing a technology that is analyzing uh, every user interaction on the website to understand why are they living, what happened in the page, what happened before the click, and to try to provide recommendations on customer mm -hmm. journey, content, merchandising, analytics, UX, errors, to have a fantastic experience. Um But when you were, what, what did you see in the market at the time in 2012 when you were, let, made you want to not pursue beans that made you, did you have a bad experience? Because I know like a lot of founders usually, in my experience, speaking to some of them in the podcast, it's they saw they had a bad experience and that they were always like kind of hands-on problem solvers. So I'm just curious, like what was, what was the moment like for you where you're just like, okay, mom, dad, grandma, I'm not doing the beans. I'm going into digital <laughs> web experience. Uh, you know, there was something, not, not such a bad experience, but my initial idea was to try to measure the efficiency of online banners, display, advertising. Because at the time, there was a lot of display everywhere, but no one was clicking on it. And I tried to, uh, to understand the efficiency of uh, advertising, of banners, And I quickly understand that even if the, the banners is, is fun, they are fantastic, even if they are fantastic, mm -hmm. if finally the website experience is poor, people will leave. So that's how came the idea to try to understand what happened between the banners and the checkout, turning it into a technology that is analyzing the, 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 the user behavior. And how would you say, um, Content Square has evolved since the time you founded it. Like, what is it today um, compared to, you know, the, the first initial attempts to, like, trying to quantify the, the gray areas between, you know, somebody coming to a website, which you had a tangible data point, and somebody leaving, where you also had another tangible data point? So a, a lot happened, I would say. Uh, first, uh, we are already today deployed on over 1 million websites worldwide. So 1 million customers from SMB, the smallest, the smallest company size to the biggest enterprise of the world. We are 1,005 people mm -hmm. with around 500 people in R&D. We have uh, today 17 offices all over the world. So there are a period of the time where the focus was also to scale globally the organization. Mm -hmm. And the first four years, we began in Paris from 2012 to 2016. In the end of 2016, when we did our first uh, um, series of uh, funding, uh, I moved from Paris to New York early 17 to launch our U.S. activities. So to grow the U.S., but overall now to develop um, a lot of countries. I would say 40% of our business in the U.S., 55% in Europe and around 5% in Asia. 
Uh, how, how much in the US and Europe? What's the split again? I'm sorry. 55 Europe, uh, 40, 45 in, uh, in the US and uh, less than 5% in Asia. And for example, for Asia, we have team in, uh, in uh, Tokyo, in New Zealand, in Singapore, in Australia. And we bought six companies the last, uh, the last three years. So a lot has changed, but something remains the same, uh, the same energy, the same willingness to uh, make a content square one of the greatest software company of the world. Mm -hmm. And not just to, uh, to do a big business in a big market, but also to have a strong impact in our current world. And for that, we identify a couple of topics, including uh, accessibility, we created a foundation, the Content Square Foundation, to improve the digital accessibility, meaning uh, there are 1 billion people that have difficulties to access to online content. Uh, let's say people who could have a, a dyslexia, uh, blind people, could be people with any impairment or old mm -hmm. people. And when they go online, they have difficulties, like 70% of the content are not accessible. So we saw a lot of effort on... Uh, on the physical world, but we think our one of our mission is to make the web accessible for all. So the topic of impact, accessibility is one, but there are topics regarding uh, privacy, sustainability, diversity, where we think that we can help to bring some uh, some good changes in the industry overall. Well, how are you making um, uh, helping to make uh, the internet and digital content more available to? people that are not accessible to this? Is, is this where like some of the AI is coming into play? Or how, how am I supposed to think about that? So an example, uh, now when you go on Chrome or, or using Microsoft Word, we have developed a plugin mm -hmm. for people who have a dyslexia. The name of the plugin is Readapt. So when they use this tool, all the content will be good for them when they write, when they read. It will be fully adapted for their impairment, in this case, for the dyslexia. And our what we try to do is to do it for uh, any, any kind of impairment to try to uh, make the, the, the website or the mobile app accessible. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone who could be blind, you could have like more uh, speech uh, that uh, is reading the website for you. Someone who have uh, another difficulty or another impairment will mm -hmm. have uh, a better access. And we would like to make it part of the new normal for website. On the way you develop the website, we try to provide this kind of uh, uh, tools also to schools and universities mm -hmm. because they have more and more digital content. So when they browse, uh, it will be fully adapted for them. Okay. And um, so that's, uh, that's very interesting and very, uh, I think it's, it's something that hopefully that will establish itself uh, moving forward. But right now, what, when you are dealing with your, you said your, uh, the plugin is live on about 1 million pages? So Content Square uh, today, through its different brands, are, we are deployed on 1 million websites mm -hmm. worldwide. And so what are your main... And in terms of page, it's, it's much more. Huh? Sure, so yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, all the billions of uh, of uh, billions of pages. Sure, and that's uh, I, I'm assuming that also doesn't quite include all the apps and all the other things. Um, but when you are dealing when you're dealing with the clients, like what is your, your primary mission to them? Is it to really 
to help them streamline and improve their user experience? Is it to give them data points on something that's abstract? How 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 is that? Uh, what's your selling point and your main selling points for companies that are trying to employ your plug the plugin? So well, there are a lot of ways to improve the online experience, and uh, our focus is to help them to prioritize what they should do to have a fantastic online experience. So, for example, in your life, when you take a decision, Scott, it's influenced by a lot of criteria. Could be uh, the feedback of your partner, the loyalty to the brand, the error, the loading time, the content, the customer journey, the price of the product, the product itself. And what we try to do is to gather all these dimensions into one platform to identify what you should optimize first. So to give you a concrete example, we identify some error on the website. And we help you to say, okay, this error have a strong impact on the conversion rate. You should solve it. Or when people are viewing this slideshow, when they view it, they are buying a lot. We should show this slideshow to many people. Or on the other end, uh, this customer journey, when they discover this uh, video, they leave. So we want them to, uh, we the technology will recommend you to remove this uh, content. And we provide recommendation based on the, the behavior of the people to uh, and some insights to have a fantastic experience. I, I really want you to enjoy because you spend so many times no online. So if we can reduce the level of frustration, if we can increase the level of happiness, if we can remove all uh, all the difficulties you can encounter online, uh, the customer will be happy, uh, the, plat the business will be happy, everyone will be happy, including uh, Content Square. So we try to, to provide uh, this, uh, this online happiness mm -hmm. with the software. We train our customer to analyze this data and analyze this recommendation and to prioritize what they should do. And it comes through uh, one platform with several products. So we have five products uh, today. The first product was uh, a product for web to analyze the customer journey and the content. The second product is the same product for mobile app, iOS, Android, React Native, Flutter, etc. So really to analyze the experience and to optimize it. The third product is a content square find and fix to find error and fixing it. Loading time, error, performance monitoring. The fourth product is content square immersionizing. That is more marketing intelligence product where we analyze the performance of the product itself. For example, for a shoe store, the shoes, the price of the product versus your competition. And you do primarily A-B testing uh, or different manners of testing? No, we, we really analyze and we compare the price of your product to your competition for e-merchandising to understand which products should have more visibility, which products, uh, let's say, have a very uh, uh, low conversion and people are viewing a lot. So maybe you should change your e-merchandising mm -hmm. or manage better your stock. And the last product is Content Square Insights, is all the knowledge we have accumulated regarding benchmark scoring, insights. 3% of people clicking on a menu, you don't know if it's good or not. We know 
because we compare the performance of the slideshow of all of our customers per industry. All right. Well, um, so then the product, for all intents and purposes, it's very, at its most basic form, is kind of a SaaS plugin that tells you or tells clients what it is that people like, what it is they don't like, you know, what's working and what isn't working. Um, so, like, what would you say are, like, some of the main cores, the fundamentals of a good user experience? You know what? Of course, you, you want everyone, when they come on, uh, on your website, to be able to find quickly what they want and buy and come back and, uh, and, and buy again. Uh, but I think it really depends about what people are looking for. And what you look for is totally different of what I, I look for. So if you can really understand the experience of everyone and after to adapt the experience for all, you will have a good experience. Because at some point, what you want is a quick access to the content and buy because you are stressed, you don't have time. But on, for uh, another moment, maybe you would like to have more a discovery, to go more on the content, to view video of the product. So our duty is to really understand your behavior and to identify every area of friction, to identify what makes you happy, and to adapt it for every uh, every segment of the, the user. I will add something. I think as a key pillar of the future digital society is also privacy. That's super important for, uh, for the user. And you are in a world where you don't want to choose between privacy and personalization. So that's why on the, the, the key pillar also of Content Square, we, we, we put the privacy of our uh, earth and we developed recently a cookie-less analytics platform, mm -hmm. meaning making a, a version of our products that works also without cookies. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are coming from. I care about your intention. And I, I think that will be a key uh, a key factor of the evolution of the of the digital assets. Sure, I mean, with the recent legislation and stuff that's passed in the EU and tightening regulations around the world, I don't think there's really uh, much getting around that moving forward. Um, but uh, so, like, what would you say is the main role for user experience when it comes to marketing? Because you mentioned that you have like one of the six products is for the like the marketing team. How? Where does Content Square kind of? Uh, what role does it play in marketing? So in marketing, it helps you, for example, to uh, understand for each channel, let's say for people who are coming from uh, uh, Google, uh, what are the good customer journey. Where do you lose customer and why do you lose customer? With technology like Google Analytics, it helps you to understand step by step why, where they are living, but it doesn't answer the question, why are they living? What happened before the click? And 99% of your interaction are before the click. So it helps you really to capture this, uh, this momentum about uh, uh, you are an acquisition manager. What could be the good customer journey? You are in charge of content. No one is clicking, for example, on a video. What is the impact on viewing a video mm -hmm. to buy a product? What moment of the video is really impactful? What visual is generating more engagement versus another? That is for content. You have the same for an analytics person in the marketing team. She really would like to understand what should be the top priority regarding the improvement of the conversion. 
Is someone living due to the price of the product, due to the product itself, due to the loading time? But at a certain time, you will see also more and more convergence between IT and marketing. For example, we are analyzing the loading time of the different assets, or if we find error and we will let you know, okay, this is super important to fix. So it will help to also create bridge between the department, between IT and marketing. For example, between design and business. This visual or oh, very inspiring. Okay, but maybe when people are viewing it, they are leaving. So let's reconsider our uh, our design uh, our design mix. So you're adding a little bit more database uh, uh, input into the design process. Yes, and uh, I will also say that according to me, the best way to improve a company, Scott, is not just to improve the conversion online. The best way to improve a company is to improve the people of the company. If everyone can understand in one click the performance of their job, if the one who is producing something is the one who is measuring something, you have big gain of productivity, you have big efficiency. So more than a digital transformation, it's a people transformation. And all the data we are providing, all the insights, the easiness of the interface, it's so critical to change the way people are interacting going from an organization where before you have experts that provide insight to everyone to an organization where everyone is an expert. Let's give the power to everyone when they take a decision to understand if your decision is good or not, to learn from it and to improve yourself. Knowledge so is that power. is overall yes. the power of Content Square. All right. Well, and so like... Um in one of the the new features that you've just recently added um, that I would assume has a lot to do with efficiency with improving the the quanta how how things are being quantified is is AI um, the AI capabilities and AI, yeah. AI is like one of those terms that a lot of people say that they have say that they've incorporated but it really doesn't have much to do with AI at least not in the actual sense so. Could you give me a couple of concrete examples where AI comes into play for uh, with Content Square? So AI has been a fantastic buzzword huh, the last few years. I, I agree with you, my uh, my dear Scott. Um, for us, it's very strategic, and for our customer too. I will give you a couple of examples. It's important for us. And uh, a year ago, for we 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 bought a computer vision company to really understand the performance of the content and to learn from the changes of the website. Because we are speaking about quantification. Mm -hmm. At the end, it's very, very important in an organization of the company to really understand the contribution of the decision. You are making a lot of changes. So you have to measure the efficiency of these changes, detect these changes, and forecast the future performance of the changes. That's one example, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one, uh, one uh, use case. Another one. When you are deployed on one million websites, you learn a lot of the behavior of the people. And 3% of people clicking on an element, you don't know if it's good or not. But now we can learn from that and detect an anomaly. Forecast the future of the trend. So the technology could alert you and tell you, ah, you have an issue here. The conversion rate should trend like that. It's not going on the good direction. Uh -huh. Here is something to fix. Learning from your changing, learning from your seasonality, but learning overall about what happened in the market 
as we are deployed in a lot of websites. And there are many more things to do with uh, AI, particularly on machine learning. Mm -hmm. I was saying this change you have done on your website adds this impact in terms of conversion. This future change will have this impact. Someone has an issue. How many people could have the same issue? What could be the revenue impact of this problem? Where you should prioritize first your move? And how you can do all of that very, very quickly. And so, and, yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, so it's like, uh, just to make sure that I'm understanding correctly, it's uh, giving companies, uh, basically, or people, the, the power to to kind of model future behaviors based on current data by extrapolating it out and playing it forward a few times and seeing where the trends are going and then to be able to make an informed decision on where they might want to tweak the website. As soon as possible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, one of the things that... Scott, uh, Scott, I will hire you to sum up perfectly well my... Uh my speech yeah uh, well thank you very much i'm 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 glad uh, i mean if you're looking for somebody uh to 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 you know go out on a speaking tour for you i'm available where there is a will there is a way scott huh? we are hiring a lot of people so don't hesitate to <laughs> take your chance on it all right well uh maybe if you come uh, to hamburg next year for the omar festival we can talk a little bit more in earnest face to face um sounds like a plan it does indeed does it not uh, it's not corsica um but it's pretty nice um sorry that was just going back into uh dear viewers it's not great podcasting but we were just talking about that off off camera earlier uh that uh jonathan was in corsica and i spent some time in sardinia that is neither here nor there um but however it, it was great holidays I, actually I, for everyone if you've I not really been enjoy. to corsica please go it's amazing yeah um so one of the things that i wanted to to talk about and one of the things i find incredibly fascinating or very very engaging is how you are quantifying abstract subjective experiences essentially um so you're you're you, you, that's basically what Content Square is doing. You're, you're creating these data points, uh, or excuse me, uh, collecting these data points, and then trying to project that onto intent, frustrations, delight, just to you know quantify and measure customers, uh, user experience and customer behavior. Um, and so the like we had said, like uh, the I, I assume like on the desktop, like that is a lot to do with like mouse behavior. I mean, in addition, I mean, obviously a click is a click, but as you said before, most of the action happens before the click. You know, you yep. get there, maybe you hover, maybe you scroll, and then you know your bounce rate or you, somebody's clicking on something. Um, and you also have a mobile uh, 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 solution. How does that work? Because I can definitely wrap my head around like with the mouse, but like with the app and stuff, is that more scrolling and where people are hovering? Like how does how do those two kind of products compare? On, uh, on so the, the products uh, are relatively the same between uh, web and mobile. The, the main difference are on mobile you install an SDK, and on mobile app is not a mouse but more your finger that you are using. And we leverage uh, the, the behavior of the people where they scroll, or do they zoom, where do they tap, do they tap several times, what happened exactly, uh, to uh, provide the same kind of, uh, of insight on, uh, on mobile app. And particularly what is interesting is that uh, with mobile app, you can, you can also 
quickly pinpoint where you should focus. For example, someone is zoom, zooming a lot on something. When they read it, they decided to buy. So maybe this stuff you should do bigger. You have a small screen. So the prioritization of the content you will show super important. Uh, let's say people are not viewing this element on the bottom of the page, but when they, they read it or when they view it, they decided to move forward. This is super important. Mm -hmm. Let's prioritize or they go on something. They click, they tap several times, not working. Let's, let's make it work. So that's kind of, uh, that's kind of uh, stuff, including the performance overall of the the mobile app and uh, it's a very important topic for a lot of customers particularly for the one who have repeat business thinking about uh, uh, retailers uh, travel industry food industry where a mobile app is uh, is very important for them and uh, is there um, much of a Difference, uh, I would say, like in behavior um, between the web and mobile applications uh, for you. Have you like noticed that? Uh, like, I don't know if there's like a different uh, type of behavior that people employ when they're using the app, or or that, that's a good uh, a good question, uh, Scott. And uh, you know, several years ago, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, mobile is great to discover some stuff, and after you go to buy uh, on on web." But today is not that. Mobile is not just a channel of acquisition. It's uh, it's uh, uh, even more slash mainly uh, a channel of conversion because mm -hmm. you do all the stuff with a mobile. You buy on mobile. You use your mobile for payment, for everything. Everything. And um, the interface and the customer journey are different. The way to use it is different. So... The, 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 the search of efficiency mm -hmm. is very important. And so the optimization of the screen is important because the screen is small. Sure. A lot less real estate to go around. So every pixel is important. Do you recommend people, if they have both web and an app clients, to then use both of the products and to kind of like compare and contrast? Or is there uh, is it kind of like a universal like recommendations what the content square would like provide? Like, okay, so like I am I have my own company. Um, there's a certain type of like there's a couple of errors or rooms for improvement. Um, are those like universal or might it change um, from web to mobile? So everything is different for each customer, for each industry. Um, and even for each user. So the understanding of uh, of the, the behavior will be super important. As you say, as we say, there are differences of behavior between web and mobile, but there are also differences of behavior per country. Uh, the way to browse is totally different from one country to another. So the, uh, 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 there are no universal recommendations. Or if they are, That is the, the, the basic, uh, I, I would say. It's like, uh, should every podcast should be the same? Uh, at least you have someone who will, who will uh, come, access, uh, and speak and share. Here it's the same for mobile app, except that when they come on your mobile app, mm -hmm. uh, they come with a specific intention on a specific day, and you really have to understand what you have to, to improve to make your uh, customer and uh, friends happy. 
I would say. Okay, fair enough. And um, so I want to shift gears a little bit because we mentioned this a little bit uh, before. How you said um, that one of the biggest um, factors moving forward is going to be privacy. It's not only going to be efficiency, but it's going to be privacy. And I also yeah. mentioned that in the EU, there's a couple of new landmark pieces of legislation that have come out as the EU is trying to push back against the big tech companies in the US. And um, so in, in Content Square, uh, Square uh, des- describes itself as the industry leader in digital analytics of user experience. And um, so I'd just like to get your take on some of the biggest developments in your space right now, um, it, like regarding the challenges for you to overcome and how you're going to be able to, how you're going to have to face them to stay ahead of your competition. So, and, and it comes also about uh, how do we uh, leverage the recent uh, fund we, we raise and how we will give more innovation, more development. So the first piece is regarding innovation. Around 500 people in R&D who will keep on investing a lot in our innovation, in our AI to reinforce our product, to develop new products. Mm-hmm. That is one bucket. The second bucket is uh, around globalization. Mm-hmm. Oh, we deploy content square in every country, in the more strategic geography, we invest more in key area like US, Europe, or uh, Asia. What are the territories we are going directly? What are the territories we are going through partners or resellers? Mm-hmm. That is another key topic for, uh, for us. The third one in terms of uh, challenges is also impact. We quickly touch about it. Mm-hmm. Or we can be uh, very impactful, not in all the topics, but on the three or four topics we identify, like uh, privacy, accessibility, sustainability, mm-hmm. for example. And regarding uh, privacy, I think we can uh, help to push for uh, a world where privacy is even more important uh, without creating uh, too much difficulties for uh, for the technology and for the customer. And to do so, that's why we recently developed this cookie-less approach. But overall, we see a lot of changes in the world coming from that. You see the announcement of Google. Apple is also doing some some stuff Mm -hmm. to protect even more the the privacy of, uh, of the customers. And I think also Content Square is a little bit shielded from a lot of that, at least when it comes to cookies, because it's not so much, like you'd said before, you're not really interested in like the history of a certain user um, over time, just in that one time when they're visiting the site and they're going through it and you're collecting those data points. Um, but, uh, I mean, there are... There certainly had to be been, I don't know, like, uh, and maybe that's where the R&D team comes into play, but with the iOS 14.5, the A, the Apple, what is it, the ATT update, um, when that came out, like, that definitely had to have caught your attention. Uh, how are how are things like that, how are that, uh, the, like, forcing your hand or, uh, um, you know, uh, getting your attention as far as where to invest in? So for Content Square, first of all, we are not impacted by the iOS 14.5 ATT update as we don't collect IFDA, the IT advertiser of Apple. And in any case, we think it's very interesting that uh, all the players in the ecosystem are trying to take more responsibility and a stand on this issue. And regarding uh, data privacy, as I said, I think people expect privacy online just like they do 
in the real world. Sure. And we try to make the digital world more human. And I don't think you actually need to know who your customers are to understand what they expect or what they need, sure. what con constitute a good experience for, uh, for them. For example, in the physical store, you will never ask someone for uh, their name or age before helping them. Mm -hmm. You will focus on what they need. And if you can understand what your customer is trying to achieve on your website or on your app, mm -hmm. or they want to do it, what is in the way, then you have all the insight you need to create the best possible experience for that customer at that moment. Um, you mentioned making more human, like making the entire experience more human. And um, in uh, I mentioned earlier as well, like the, in the past year, you had about one and a half billion in capital that you've received. And one of the reports that I read is that you're going to use that capital to humanize digital interactions. What does that mean exactly to you? So it means to try to have the same reflex you could have in the physical world online. Mm -hmm. um, Privacy was a good example where I was explaining you don't ask a lot of questions to a user in a physical world. You try to help them to try to un mm -hmm. understand their intention. That is one bullet. The second uh, topic regarding the, the, this approach of uh, humanity mm -hmm. is really to figure out uh, what matters to you uh, as a customer when you are browsing online. So it's the capturing this... Uh, this intention. And uh, we, we really believe in a, in a world where the priority of the people will be the most important priority. For example, uh, we try to, to take care a lot of our uh, uh, people, mm -hmm. not just thinking about the business, but thinking of the impact we, uh, we could add. And we think all of that should be reflected into the digital world. Well, that is a very uh, lofty, is a very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a lofty goal. It's fantastic. And it's you're on the cutting edge in a lot of different ways. And right before uh, I let you get out of here, I wanted to ask you one question more about the capital and the, inf uh, and the investments that you've received. Where do you, wh where is that money primarily going to be allocated towards? Are you looking at expanding more? Or are you going to be investing more in the, in, into R&D? Where do you? What do so you all of it. All of it. More innovation. More R&D, more sales and marketing, and customer support all around the world, taking care of our existing customer, helping more the, the new customer, more impact, and uh, more M&A. All right, more so M&A. If, uh, if, you, if you think that you can help us to uh, have a better understanding of the behavior, a fantastic experience, and you, you want to create one of the greatest software companies of the world, you do not. You do not need just to come uh, like Scott to to try to uh, to participate here. You can push even more and see if we can make something unique together. All right. Well, I hope that we make something unique together in addition to this podcast when you come to the Omar Festival next year. I hope so, my dear, uh, my dear Scott. And you are welcome also in New York City. Uh, I'd love to, Jonathan Cheggy. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care, Scott. Speak soon, everyone. Thanks for this moment. Buzz.